Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Live from Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked. On ESPN 1320. What's good, baby? Hope you had a wonderful weekend. We welcome you in here to the November 28th edition, the Monday, November 28th edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Borling. Acknowledge me! Please do, because I'm by myself. Acknowledge me. Uh, we will say this, though. Many of you uh, recognize James Ham will be here shortly, by the way. And uh, in, in shortly, I mean, he just wrapped up. Uh, with shoot around Sacramento Kings, obviously back on the floor tonight against the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about the rough holiday stretch uh, that they had that first blowout of the season on Friday against Boston. Boston's a different breed, man. We'll we'll get there. We'll talk about it. Uh, of course, the win streak came to an end a couple of nights earlier against Atlanta. So we'll 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 talk about all of that stuff. Uh, but obviously, uh, James is on his way in. I'm without KC today, as many of you know. Um, the, the, the Caraway family was set to expand uh, this weekend, and it did just that. And I don't think Kenny or Jasmine have posted the name anywhere. So we just mentioned that the baby Caraway was, in fact, born uh, on Saturday, healthy, happy. Uh, the family is healthy and happy and uh, stay glued to IMK Diddy, uh, at IMK Diddy for, for, for pictures and, and the official names. But until then, or until uh, Kenny says otherwise, it is the baby Caraway. The baby Caraway was born uh, on Saturday, so make sure you send them some love and 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 some congratulations across the social media platforms and and maybe a little acknowledge me. In fact, we'll go ahead, partner. If you're out there, we'll let these fly for you. The baby, the baby, the baby Caraway. Yes, indeed. Um, so congratulations to Kenny and and, and Jazz and Reese and uh, our little our little family here is expanding, man, and we're thrilled about it. And um, I'm quite honestly happy Kenny's not here because if he ain't here, he can't talk about Michigan. So it's good. It's good for all of us that he's not here. Um, let's start with, again, James is on his way in. We're going to talk plenty about the Kings. We're going to talk about the two games over the uh, holiday stretch. We're going to talk about the game tonight. We're going to talk about the games this week because man you talk about again people keep saying oh it's a rough stretch for the kings oh it's a tough schedule it's a tough start the schedule never gets easy like this is and 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 this week shows it indiana's win streak came to an end buddy heels already been asked about coming back to sacramento you know tyrese halliburton is more than willing to talk about uh coming back to sacramento so all of that is on the horizon you got a sneaky man there's no better team in my opinion there's no better team in the league than the Boston Celtics. Like the Boston Celtics are are in 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 Milwaukee's right there. But I feel like the Boston Celtics, as it stands right now, are a notch above everybody else. The Phoenix Suns are quietly really, really good. And 
I didn't expect that. I mean, I, I, I didn't expect them to be like tent seed or out of the plan. I just wasn't really sure to, I wasn't really sure what to expect from them, man. Whatever, whatever stuff that might've gone on this off season, they seem to have set and they've played. This will be the 10th game tonight, by the way, uh, in Sacramento without Chris Paul. Uh, they've played the last nine games without Chris Paul, and they're 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 not missing a beat, man. They're in a good flow. They're in a good vibe right now, and this is this is a tough, tough week where for 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 the Sacramento Kings, whereas we, we've talked about before, you're gonna have to beat good teams. It's one thing to beat the bad ones, but there are far more good ones than there are bad ones. And like I'm I'm seeing this message from John Poles, man. You start to look around the Western Conference, Warriors starting to creep back up. Don't look now. But the Lakers are playing all right. I mean, Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. We saw the, the performance that LeBron James had uh, late last week. So you're, the, 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 the season, I feel like the season is starting to settle a little bit. And we'll dive into that more uh, as, as, as we roll along. As soon as James gets here, uh, we'll dive into all that. I do want to mention this, or not just mention this, want to talk about it. How about that San Francisco 49ers defense yesterday? I mean, there are a lot of flaws, and big ups to the Raiders, too, for doing. I don't know what the point of the Raiders season is at this point. Maybe they can scratch and claw and fight their way back in it, but that Raiders strand ain't good enough for me to get high off one game. But I love the performance that they had yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks team that I feel like is really good. And the Raiders went ahead and, and, and did their former uh, Bay Area neighbors a, a, a solid there by taking out Seattle. That gives San Francisco sole possession uh, first place in the NFC West. And, you know, the, not the best offensive performance uh, from the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to stall them out a little bit on that front. But you got to just give a tremendous amount of credit to that 49ers defense. They pitched a shutout, as they say, and they worked to get that shutout with two goal line stands. Uh, First sack of the game, of course, it came from Nick Bosa, who's at like 11 and a half on a year. Um, But that was the, you know, the sack that preserved the shutout with like six and some change left in the fourth. But it's now four straight games that. This 49ers defense, who has dealt with injuries across this four-game stretch, it's the fourth straight game that they haven't given up a point in the second half. Now, obviously, yes, they didn't give up any points at all. They've gone six straight quarters without giving up a point. But when you look at the second half and you isolate it and you talk about winning football, yo, they have shut teams down since that Kansas City Chiefs game. They have shut teams down in the second half, and it is quickly emerging. Like, their defense, I mean, the stage is set. The biggest game of the week is already written in stone. I don't even know what's on the rest of the schedule, but I know the entire NFL world is looking forward to the Miami Dolphins and the offense that they have against the San Francisco 49ers and the defense that they have. Because the 49ers are going to need that defense because it's, yeah, you know, this weekend taught us anything, and I don't think that it did. If it taught us anything, it might be that that 49ers offense is, it, it, it just kind of is what it is. Now, here's why I'm going to stall them out a little bit. The circumstances of the, uh, the, the, the Mexico game and all of the, 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 you know, the different things that they, you know, that they, they had going on, I'll, I'll, I'll stall them out a bit and say, okay, the offense looked a little bit lackluster. Not terrible. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was was awful yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw an interception again, so I think that puts the the Nick Wagner stat up to, to fifteen and zero when he doesn't throw an interception and starts a game fifteen and zero in the, in the, in the last however you know many years it's been or whatever. Like that, you you ask when you have an elite defense, and you ask your quarterback to play mistake free football. And you really don't ask for much more. Just mistake-free football. And you win the game? I'm not going to kill Jimmy Garoppolo for doing what Kenny has often sat across from me and screamed at him for, for him to do. Just don't turn the ball over. Don't make a bunch of mistakes. That's it. You got playmakers in Christian McCaffrey. And we'll talk about 
We'll talk about Kyle Shanahan's strange wording in the postgame press conference later. You got Debo. We'll tell you what Kyle Shanahan said about Debo as well. But all of those, you know, all, all, all of those, those, those are your playmakers right there. And you got Jawan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk and all these different guys who are now stepping up. Of course, I, I'm pretty sure George Kittle's still on that team. Though it feels like he, he, he goes from like six targets, four catches, two touchdowns. And then the next week, it's like, oh, not, not, not a big factor of the, the game plan. Or, or he was taken out of the game plan. And I can't, and that's where, that's where I'm really struggling to make heads or tails of yesterday's 49ers offense. Is that a credit to the New Orleans Saints defense? Is it kind of a product of the holiday week, the Mexico game, every, you know, kind of all, everything coming out of that? Or is it just, is it just, that's the offense. That's the offense. That's all it is. In Sacktown, Tony, I see you. Jimmy's big mistake uh, getting called back was huge. Absolutely, but, 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 but it's important to point that out. It got called back. It didn't count. You could criticize Jimmy Garoppolo for the interception, but it didn't go on the record. Like, it didn't count. It didn't mean anything. I'm going to stall him out for that. Sure, he threw an interception. It just got called back. Well, that means it didn't count. That's what you want him to do, play mistake-free football. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo did yesterday. And that defense, that defense, I think it went from, hey, man, the San Francisco 49ers defense is solid. And then I think a couple of weeks go by, and it's like, man, you you, you know, and I'm talking around the NFL, you see what this San Francisco 49ers defense is doing? And, and now, after the shutout of the New Orleans Saints, Heading into this monster matchup against Miami, where I think this is two, this is the, this is the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan, right? This is the irresistible force meets the immovable object, as Gorilla Monsoon used to say. It, it's like, okay, which one of these teams is real? Is that Dolphins offense real? Is that 49ers defense real? Is a combination of the two? Like, what do we, what do we got right here? And I think it's a test for both teams. I think both teams are looking at it like, I mean, what the 49ers have done over this stretch is impressive, but the last time they played a truly elite team, they got their asses kicked. Okay, now you're stepping out there against New Orleans. Uh, You're stepping out there against Miami. And I think Miami's a very, very good football team. And I said this last week. I think the San Francisco 49ers are a very good football team. I think the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys are the two best teams in the in the NFC. I don't know which order they're in yet, but I think those are the two best teams in the NFC. I also don't think particularly highly of the NFC. That's why I kind of feel like those two teams might stand out. At the same time, I like the Dolphins this year. I like Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I like what they're doing. This has set up uh, for a primetime matchup. And as I said, the Raiders, they, 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 they gave the 49ers a little bit of a hand yesterday by beating these Seattle Seahawks. And shout out to my guy, Josh Jacobs, who walked it off 86 yards in overtime. We'll come back. James Hamm is here. He's getting settled in. Will Z will preview the Phoenix Suns game by the numbers when he joins us. Uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll talk more 49ers football as well. Raiders on the way. Lots ahead. We are just getting started Stilo and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. D-Lo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, youtube.com slash ESPN1320. For those just tuning in, um, Kenny out for the next couple of days uh, as the baby Caraway was born uh, healthy and happy uh, over the weekend. Um, mom's doing good. Baby's doing good. And, and, and I think today, I think they're headed home today and, and, and getting settled uh, at the house, so uh, Casey will be back with us either sometime late this week or or, or next week. Uh, but happy to have my man James Ham, uh, creator of the Kings Beater, thirteen twenty Kings Insider, in here uh, with me, fresh from from shoot around. Any breaking news to report from shoot around? No, uh, we talked to De'Aaron Fox for a few minutes. We talked to Keegan Murray for a few minutes. De'Aaron's having quite the day. Uh, yeah, De'Aaron has a his wife Rose has a, a baby on the way in January. So congrats to the Foxes. Um, yeah, so clutch no. officially announced him today on the on the heels of the the Chris Haynes article with Bleacher Report, where he talked to, he talked for, really for the first time I think in depthly. I know you talked a little bit mm-hmm. to him that that night, but like in depth about joining Clutch Sports and uh, Clutch just put out the announcement uh, not too long ago that De'Aaron Fox is now a part of their their roster. Yeah, we had that a few days ago. What was that? Two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. no, we, we 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 did, and yeah. um, uh, I I kept wondering like why won't they announce it? I, I and it dawned on me there there is a there's a, a time frame that that players have to follow, just like teams have to follow, and all of that stuff. But anyways, anything from your uh, conversation with De'Aaron? No, I, I mean I think that they're pretty upbeat. They understand that uh, they got beat up uh, with the schedule. This last week, and they they really did feel it, especially the second half against Atlanta. They they felt like they ran out of gas, and and the killer part against the Atlanta game, it felt like they were just one shot away for like six minutes. Yeah, and I think <laughs> defensively they, they were really good, and they couldn't get the shots to fall. Hmm. And that's you know it's one of those games where I mean, defense you can you can grind out a defensive game. Um, but if you don't have your legs and you don't have someone come in who's fresh and, and jumps up and starts hitting shots, you're going to be in trouble. And uh, this team has had two back-to-backs this season. I think both games they've looked really rough. And I, I think it's, Warriors and Clippers was the other one. Yeah, I think it's their style of play. They play really hard. They play. Uh, they put it all out there. Mike Brown goes uh, with the starters a lot, and then you get in the second night of a back-to-back, and you know this team isn't sort of. They're not used to it. The rhythm of the season hasn't really hit yet for them. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll talk a lot more uh, about that. We'll talk a lot more about that stretch last week, and uh, we'll talk with Will Z coming up here in about 20 minutes or so uh, about the Suns game. Suns, I think, quietly are – I think they played the best team in the league on Friday. I don't think there's anyone better than the Boston Celtics right now. Phoenix Suns quietly – are just really, really good again. Yeah, but, I mean, I think if you look at the West, there's a lot of teams that are all bunched up together. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a day this weekend where um, the 11 seed and the 1 seed were two games apart, mm-hmm. and I think right now they're like three and a half. 
Uh, but the whole Western Conference, I mean, you you lose a game, you're going to slide down three or four spots. Yeah. Uh, you win a game, you could move up. You could go right up to the top. So. The King, I think the Kings moved up two spots by not playing this weekend. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so after the bad the bad stretch that they had, they fell. I think they fell to eighth and then didn't play Saturday or Sunday and moved back up to sixth. So yeah. that's, that's the Western Conference right now. It's totally the Western Conference. I mean, it's all over the board, and each and every night you're playing a very difficult team. And I looked at the Kings' schedule again. The next 10 games are against eight playoff teams. I mean, mm. current current playoff teams. This is a tough stretch again. And I think the 10th game in that stretch is all the way at the end of a six-game road trip against Detroit Pistons. Still, like a getaway game, the final game of a six-game trip, that's that's brutal. That's not easy to go get that game. So uh, they've got to you know sort of buckle down and, and hold on here and, and hopefully uh, ride the wave of the beam in their six-game home winning streak. And they got a back-to-back this weekend uh, in L.A. and then home. And then they go on, like, the road trip from hell that starts with the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, on – I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday it's like Wednesday. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Cleveland, <laughs> New York. Um, I can't remember. Toronto's I've, in there. Toronto's the fifth game, and then they finish with Detroit. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculously tough. So – that's you know that's the NBA, and then they have after that you know if they survive that and you know say you go four and six or say you go five and five somehow you get done with that stretch, and the schedule lightens up a little bit and you got to take advantage especially at home. Well, you you think that it's lightening up because they come back and they have the Hornets first, but then they have the Lakers and the Lakers. Uh oh. Well, the Lakers they, they they look a little bit different. I okay. think Anthony Davis is playing really well. LeBron James obviously is still out of this world. Um, I did read something before the show started that said uh, <laughs> the Lakers think they're a couple pieces away, and I'm like, oh, that's sure. A couple pieces away from what? A contender. Oh, I oh. don't think that that's true unless one piece is Giannis and the other piece is Steph, then technically they're accurate. Uh, there are still a lot of flaws with the Los Angeles Lakers, but if you can get AD and LeBron kind of riding at the same time, yeah, it's 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 still a that's that's a tough duo to beat. Yeah, I mean you're a couple of pieces away, but you have no way to go get those pieces. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, and even if you you lose Westbrook for nothing this off season, you still don't have any money. Because LeBron and AD yeah. ate up so much salary. Well, I, I, but you do though because you got I, I, you got rid of Taylor Horton Tucker, and I think Taylor Horton Tucker, if I remember correctly, Taylor Horton Tucker's contract plus Russ's will equal uh, it'll equal a max contract. Now I don't know if there's a max player to well, go that's... out there and get unless you're going to give that money to Kyrie Irving. That's if you can trade him. If you can trade. Uh, Russ, there's no, no, but he's gonna he's gonna expire at the end of the year. Well, yeah, but still, you only get salary cap money if if you actually have salary cap room. You know, but doesn't that isn't that what gives them room though? The fact that they got rid of Tucker and then he falls off. So, and like a lot of people think Russ's forty million falls off the books, and all of yep. a sudden the Lakers have forty million. No, they have like twenty something just with Russ. But it's the yeah. ten million I think they dumped with Taylor Horton Tucker, the twelve million that they dumped next year for Taylor Horton Tucker that puts him in the range of like thirty two to thirty six. Okay, you're you're right. They're ninety two million for uh, in dedicated salary for next season, um, and you know that's with they have a player. Uh, you know if they if they keep Damian Jones around, that would push him up to like ninety four million. But realistically, it's only LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the books. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, well, you and, do got to fill out the rest of the roster, and those two together make forty. I mean, ninety. I mean, eighty-seven million bucks. Oof. Just the two of them together. Yeah, and Russ just you said is forty million dollars. Is forty-seven? Yeah, uh, it, he it, deserves it. It looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> He's bleeding for that money, isn't he? He, he sure is. He's. I, lo- for that I love. Money. I did. I was more than a little amused with that the other night when all of the tweets went out about. Russell Westbrook is hot after the elbow. It's like, yo, how about Zach Collins throwing an illegal UFC elbow to his, like, he went 12 to 6 on Russ's head, and y'all are focused on Russ's reaction. Zach Collins legit got tossed out of the game, but you're focused on Russell Westbrook's reaction. 
You know, uh, Zach Collins would be one of the dirtiest players in the league if he actually could stay healthy long enough to actually be dirty. Uh, like, good for Zach Collins for being in there for a game and, and hitting somebody. Like, uh, his, his career. And, you know, that that's he was a number 10 pick in the 2017 right. NBA draft. That the, the Kings traded for number 15 and number uh, and number 20 instead of just So an taking, opportunity to get both picks wrong rather than just one yeah instead of just taking donovan or taking bam at a bio just think if they would have taken bam and had him paired with De'Aaron fox forever yeah no good times james that's, yeah. a, that's a great way to start the week right there <laughs> let's just, just segue <laughs> out of that one <laughs> so how about those 49ers james uh, huh? hey, how about those 49ers i mentioned this at the top i do want to touch on a couple of things about the 49ers really quick um <laughs> we were talking about the the offense and how the Defense of the 49ers is stellar. Offense leaves a little bit to be desired, but you don't look at Jimmy Garoppolo to be the big, giant playmaker. You look at Debo Samuel to be the playmaker. You look at Christian McCaffrey to be the playmaker. And Kyle Shanahan used a a line that caught my attention um, when talking about Christian McCaffrey after the game yesterday. He said, Christian McCaffrey has knee irritation. I'm sorry, Kyle, what the hell does that mean? It doesn't sound good. He has... Knee irritation. Uh, okay, like uh, uh, how? Why? Uh, Debo has a, a a hamstring issue, so some of the playmakers that the Forty ers rely on on the offensive end are 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 battling through some things right now. Debo been battling here. It seems like uh, for a couple of weeks. And Christian McCaffrey. This note on Christian McCaffrey is what Forty er fans feared. When the trade happened, it's like he can be super dynamic when he's on the field. You made the Zach Collins joke a minute ago. He could be super dynamic when he's out there on the field, but there's always a concern that he's one knee irritation away from being out of the lineup. Yeah, he's missed so much time in his career and some pretty catastrophic injuries too. So, um, And it doesn't help that uh, you know Elijah Mitchell is also an injury-prone prone running back. Sprained and- his knee yesterday. He's likely going to miss some time. He sprained his MCL in week one, and that obviously took him out for a significant period of time. Kyle said yesterday he didn't think the knee sprain, or they didn't think the knee sprain that he got yesterday was as bad as the MCL sprain in week one. Yeah, it's going to make you wonder if they uh, they made a rash decision by uh, giving up on Jeff Wilson at the, at the trade deadline, mm. um, who looked pretty solid for Miami. He ended up getting banged up at one point and went back into the the tunnel i I don't know what his injury update was he did um but you got i i'm 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 ready for some jordan mason minutes i think we've seen minutes some carries some some jordan mason playing time here i think he he showed he's 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 shown a little bit i think he i think another thing it, it appears anybody can play running back at that position you just get someone who has a skill set, can follow the game plan, and you, you're 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 going to get hurt. That's the trade off. If you're a Forty ers running back, you're inevitably going to get hurt, but you're going to get a good run out there. Yeah, I think the zone blocking scheme lends itself to players uh, getting injured, and I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about the zone blocking scheme, but it seems like teams that run that style usually have to have two or three running backs in their stable, waiting uh, waiting for someone to go down and. Um, you know, it's kind of the way it's been all the way through his tenure here in uh, San Francisco. He he always has somebody, uh, always has running backs that are down as far as Shanahan, and uh, hopefully he can he can find another one to throw in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ty Davis Price will likely get some. Maybe he'll actually be active for a game, and then uh, <laughs> of course what we saw from Jordan Mason. Um, one last Forty ers note before we get back to uh, the the Kings because the. 49ers offense yesterday looked a lot like the uh, Kings offense did last week. Um, Jimmy G, 28 pass attempts in the first half. Mm. Nine in the second. Yeah, 28's a lot for him. It is. And clearly Kyle didn't like those 28 because he sliced that number up in the second half. You know what, though? I, I think that that might be where Shanahan can kind of master this team he can look and say okay is jimmy got it today and if he does not i'm gonna pull back if he does then i'm gonna let him go ahead and make some mistakes and let him go but i think it's one of those players that you know a little bit like like say buddy healed where like if he's hitting tonight he's gonna play 36 38 minutes Mm -hmm. he's not the king's never had the luxury for him not to play 30 plus but Maybe you could have tapered him back to 18 minutes if he's not hitting the three ball and just use him as a decoy. 
And uh, I, I think that with this style of offense, I mean, they, he has so many weapons. How could you not go out there and succeed? But I, I think you can also, Jimmy Garoppolo, one game to the next, you can see if he's got it or not. And if he doesn't have it, then pull back, run the ball a bunch. And what's so as we transition back to the Kings here, and we'll talk more football as the day progresses, um, as we transition back to the Kings here, it, it was the first time over this two the, these last two games that it looked like the offense struggled. And they struggled for a sustained period rather than, you know, oh, maybe they're not hitting for three quarters, uh, but they're going to hit in the fourth. Uh, maybe there's a stretch during the fourth where they're hot. Maybe there's a stretch during the second quarter where they're hot. It, you know, we were talking about this with the with the um, Atlanta game a minute ago. It felt like they were one shot away. And I think, and I, 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 I won't speak for every Kings fan. I'll speak for myself. As that game was going along, just the way that they looked, it was like I don't think it's I don't think it's happening this time. Like watching the Detroit games, watching some of these other games, like no, nah, they they they're gonna get there. That run's gonna come. The Lakers game, nah, it, 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 they look they look fine. The Atlanta game, they didn't necessarily look fine. Like everything looked flat. And then by the time they got to Boston, they looked like they didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. So the Atlanta game specifically, I thought outside of Malik Monk, no one else really looked. Malik that solid. was crazy. That was his twenty-seven. Yeah, he yeah. had 27, uh, and I-, I thought he looked really, really impactful. And and I thought Trey Lyles had a really good game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I thought it, that was the first time where Fox looked really rough around the edges and looked like he, he was 7-20 to 20 from the field, but he forced so many shots late. And it was almost like he was trying to will his team to victory, Yeah, and he didn't have it, and he shouldn't have done that. And he should have tried to get others involved to try to let them will themselves uh, the team to victory and then when we got to the Celtics uh first of all I think the Celtics are a very good team and you're gonna I mean that's a championship caliber uh caliber team and I, I thought very specifically though the Kings had something brewing with Sabonis in the po- in the post and then they just went away from it and yeah. then all of a sudden there was this stretch of you know during the bad stretch of just horrific jump shots just mm-hmm. what are you doing mm-hmm and those are moments where I think Mike Brown, uh, like, unfortunately, I don't think Harrison Barnes was in the game. Um, I don't, Sabonis wasn't in the game. At some point, you have to go to guys who understand what's happening and let them go into paint and get you a 60, 70% shot at the rim or get fouled and slow the game down and stop what's happening. Um, it was, what, a 16 0 run to end the third quarter. That went to 19 0, but overall, it was like 34 to 6 or something. It was ridiculous. I mean, they just got manhandled, and I thought that that's again, insane for all the times thirty four to six. Is yeah, insane. that we've seen Mike Brown call these timeouts. Where was the timeout? Where was the stop in the action? Where was changing up the lineup that was not working at all? And I'll even say that, that lineup didn't work in the first half either. Mm-hmm. And so you already saw it not work, and then it didn't work again. Um, yeah, I was I was disappointed, and I you know it happens. We so. got a heavy dose of Kaziak Pala in the Boston game. In the first half, he was good yeah. though. Like and I think he is a good matchup when you're going against a player like Jason Tatum, who's got you know a lot of uh, he does a lot of ISO ball, mm-hmm. but he also likes to you know really go way up for his jump shot, full extension. Casey Paul is a guy that can at least bother him, and I thought KZ made some nice adjustments, but he hit a three, he made a couple of nice back cuts, he had seven points in the first half, but then again nothing in the second half. Uh, just a little odd. A little odd how that whole game played out. Did the Kings stop attacking because De'Aaron stopped attacking? No, I, I just thought they went away from, you know, their standard their standard stuff. I, you know, well, Boston, I, I mean, we should note that Boston's a very very good defensive team. Yeah, even though they they're around like fourteen in the ranks, they're they're a better defensive team than that, and they cause problems. So I think they kept switching defenses and and really kind of throwing the Kings off a little bit. They like to switch a ton, um, and I thought for the early part of the game, the Kings took advantage of the switches. They would just wait to see who got who they could switch onto Sabonis, and Sabonis would go, you know, throw some ragdoll around in the paint and, and go up for a, a big boy layup. Mm-hmm. But again, y- you can't go away from those things. We haven't had one game where Sabonis has gone for like thirty, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Sabonis is too good of an offensive player, and especially around the rim. Well, I think an interesting stat to look up, too, would be what's the most shots Sabonis has even taken in a game? 
Because I, I don't yeah. feel like you, 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 you talk about him going for 30 points. I don't know that he's ever had a night aggressive enough to get close to 30 points. Yeah, he's still finding his way in the offense. And, you know, which is weird because it feels like the whole offense is about him. 17 shots. That's his most on the season. He's only had 15 shots or more four times. That's pretty crazy to me. That really, for a guy who's that efficient and effective, and um, that that to me is pretty stunning. He's got, oh boy, he's got, I think, almost as many uh, games this season under 10 shots as he does above. Mm. And and that's not something I would expect to see when I you know pull up this. He's had he's had two games this season where he only shot the ball five times. That to me is crazy. Wins or losses? Uh, both wins. They mm-hmm. won against Detroit and San Antonio with him shooting four or five from the field in both. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a game against Brooklyn, six of six, where they won. So his three lowest uh, shot production games, actually most of his lowest shot production games. But they, here's a stat for you, Damian. They are seven and eight when he shoots less than ten times per game. I mean, seven and one, seven and one. They've won seven They're out of eight. Seven of eight. Wow. They're seven and one when he shoots less than ten. Less than ten when he shoots nine shots or or less. Yeah, that is absolutely I don't know what to do with that. amazing. What, what do you do? What do you do with that? <laughs> I don't know. What are you, hey, what are you Mike Brown? Hey, Sabonis, <laughs> check out this stat. Stop shooting. Stop shooting. We win when you don't shoot. <laughs> That's yeah, all I got to say. It, it just it 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 feels like it feels like he's the hub of the offense, though. Uh, like maybe maybe De'Aaron is the guy who dictates everything, but it feels like, or he 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 kind of starts that process. But it feels like so much goes through Demontis Sabonis, and he's one of the guys who, when he's off, it's glaring, like it's really noticeable. Sometimes Harrison will be off. And you won't really notice till the game's over. You're like, oh, Harrison was one of four. What the hell? But you don't notice until the game is over. When Sabonis is off, like it's you, like you see it and you notice it right away. Um, <laughs> That's funny. How one guy? Yeah, I, I've always thought that. Like we had the game early in the season where, like Malik Monk had like the noisiest 14 points there ever was. You were like, holy cow, he was so impactful. And then you look up and you're like, wait, Trey Lyles had had 15? Like, I don't even remember Trey Lyles playing in the game. Yeah. It's it's really interesting how one player, just because of the way, the function of their job, how they look so impactful. Well, I'm guessing personalities play a part in the example that you just laid out there, too. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. I don't don't think I've seen Trey Lyles beat his chest following a A layup. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny, too. I... uh, it always reminds me of of Vivek, like because there are guys that disappear, right? And Vivek has this ability to absolutely vanish. So you you go over, you say hello to him, and you turn around, or sometimes he'll he'll say something like, "Hey, have you met my friend Roger Craig?" And you look over to shake hands. Hey, it's Roger Craig. You shake hands. You look back, and Vivek has magically disappeared. <laughs> so I don't know if he's got like an acme hole, like. That he just throws out on the floor and jumps just through, jumps through it, yeah, and, or what? But he's always been that, and so it kind of relates to the some of these players. You're just like, hey, man, did you just disappear? I don't know what happened to you for like 12 minutes. You were on the court. The stats say you were on the court. The you know the scoreboard says you were there, but I don't remember you at all. Hey James, it's official. The uh, Kings have recalled Chime Oneki from Stockton. You want to get that out there? I already too? got it out there. What oh, very about? good. Okay, very good. I just I just wanted to make sure. I don't I don't have the James Ham alert yet. <laughs> just wanted to make sure we got that out there to the universe and uh, everyone was caught up. Um, that's funny. Chima Moneki back. Yep. Exciting times. Exciting uh, times. The Cheem dog. I, I actually have talked to him. I'm like, are you okay? Like. I put like a a gif to go with it, it's something that you know is funny, and and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, I'm I'm totally fine. He's like, I, I get, it. I understand what's happening. I'm I'm okay. And I'm like, all right, good. Is he just practicing? Is that legitimately all that's happening? Like, what? Why does this? Why 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 does this just keep happening over and over again? Okay, it, it's pretty specific. Okay, so when they call up a two way player and bring them up and down, they don't have to announce it. So they have to put it on the injury report that. Uh, 
you know, Keon Ellis and Namias Keda are not with the team, and then it says their designation is G League assignment. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a rostered player, which Chima is, the other two are two ways, so it's different. Every time you send him back and forth, you have to actually recall him and send him down. So even if it is to go to a Stockton Kings game or a Stockton Kings practice, or if he's with the Stockton Kings and he's got to come back, um, which is what we saw this weekend. I, he was on the first. He was with the team on the first game of the road trip, and they they flew him and Nemeus and Keon back uh, for the second game, like right before Thanksgiving. So they got stuck in holiday uh, airport traffic, like everyone else did, and and had to fly back somewhere. Uh, and then, well, back here because they played uh, Santa Cruz. Can you imagine Nemeus Kata stuck in? Coach, like, <laughs> come on, man! I want to talk about uh, Southwest Coach Kata. We'll come back. Will Z's going to join us. We'll preview the King Suns by the numbers. We'll talk more uh, about the Sacramento Kings as we roll along. And Steele and Casey, James Ham sitting in for Kenny here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Zelo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live on Twitch, live on YouTube, live on 98.5 FM HD2 in your electric vehicle. Let's let these air horns fly because not only uh, was the baby Caraway born on Saturday, not only did De'Aaron Fox announce that he's got a little one on the way, but our very own Will Z. This is how big of a fan De'Aaron Fox is of Will Z. De'Aaron was like, yo, Will Z having a baby. We got to tell everybody we're having a baby. Uh, Will Z announced <laughs> over the holiday weekend that him and his beautiful wife are are expecting a a new statistician on the way here in the coming months, man. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Very excited. Looking forward to it a lot. Baby's all over the place. James, you want to announce anything? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, well, I, I, uh, I showed Shannon, the media relations director uh, of the Kings, uh, Kenny's text to me with, mm-hmm. with beautiful little baby pics. And uh, Mark Jones was standing right there. I, I, and she goes, oh, you're gonna have, are you going to have one? I'm like, uh, no. Like me and Mark Jones, we understand. <laughs> We're at the other end. <laughs> we see the end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel where, like, you know, empty nests. Empty nest is just around the corner. I like it. And Will, this is your this is your guys' first one. Yep. Okay. So that's, getting ready for the exhaustion and and all that comes with it. But. That's 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 great stuff, yeah. man. That's great stuff. Yeah. Congrats, Congratulations. Um, so Thank let's dive into this game tonight, uh, boy. And by the way, uh, credit to Will Z who said the key to to beating the Celtics seemed to have been uh, hope that they get cold from three or hope that you get hot from three. Well, the Kings got really, really cold from three. I think a season low, 25% um, against against the Celtics on Friday. It was bad. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was bad. Uh, the Celtics were not. And that game went pretty close to the way Will said it would go uh, if the Kings didn't hit their shots. Yeah, there's just certain teams where it was kind of like the Cavs game where pretty much the only time they had been beaten up to that point was when teams got hot from three and similar with the Celtics was you either have to get hot or the Celtics get cold and just a bummer that the Kings who were set up have the roster to kind of match anyone just couldn't seem to get the shots going. Yeah. I I think it's interesting. You know, when you look at breaking down stats and games, um, what stands out to you with the Kings when it comes to what does it take for them to get the win or, or how are they beatable? Uh, because, I mean, if if the Cavs and the, the Celtics have these sort of, you know, number numerical benchmarks that, you know, you can see, what is it about the Kings that you, you look for? Um, I think they've been so... It's interesting. I was looking at that earlier and nothing has super stood out to me. I think because of how, how well-rounded they are. Um, I should look into it a little bit more, but so far it seems like the Kings have either been on fire from three or scoring a ton in the paint. Uh, and they're usually able to rely on at least one of those things, but it's been the last few games where they've been cold from both spots. Um, which is just odd for them, given their offensive firepower. 
How do you so so? Let's dive into tonight's matchup. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a a strong take by me, Will. The Suns are really good. Uh, <laughs> what was was there a particular stat that stood out to you uh, as you were uh, preparing for this game and posting that preview by the numbers over on ESPN thirteen twenty dot net? Yeah, dot yeah. Net. Two things. <laughs> two things. One is the home and road record for the Suns. Uh, Suns are eleven and one at home, but on the road they're just two and five. So mm-hmm. they're a much better home team than away team, which benefits the Kings, who are six and three at home. And then I didn't realize how good of a year Mikel Bridges is having. Um, that really popped out at me. He's averaging career highs in points, rebounds, assists, three point percentage, free throw percentage. He just well continuing his defense. Um, so from the Suns' standpoint on how good they are, those are the kind of two things that stood out to me. When I'm watching Mikhail Bridges, I always get the feeling that he's way better and the the Suns are holding him back. I mean, you get that Not that the Suns are completely, you know, just putting a guy in the corner and, and not letting him do anything, but when they let him go off— He's really, really good, and I always mm-hmm. wonder why he doesn't get more opportunities. He easily could be a 20-point-per-game score in this league, and uh, oh, that yeah. just watching him play, like there are so many avenues where if he just added more shots, he would be perfectly capable. Yeah, I mean, his percentages are like through the roof. He's shooting 46.9% from three, so if you were to up that volume even just a little, he'd pretty easily bump into the 20 point range i'm sure two of the three teams with the highest point differential are the last two teams the kings have played the celtics on Mm -hmm. friday and the suns tonight uh and the suns have been doing a lot of this without chris paul chris paul is going to miss his 10th game um tonight and i wonder uh well how much of that might contribute to what mikhail bridges is doing uh so far this season yeah, let me look up real quick, see if there's been an increase in kind of Bridges production since Paul's been out. Sorry, I don't have that pulled up right away. No, it's fine. It's Will Z looking at the stat. It's kind of like watching <laughs> this is so this is how the so, so so this is this is Will's mind working. It's like the the hangover meme with all of the numbers just in symbols transferring around That's his right. head. Like I'm gonna find this McCaffrey. I always joke that I'm like two clicks away from a stat. <laughs> uh, pretty much always have something pulled up. So but yeah, I, the I, last what ten games? Uh, this will be the tenth tonight that Chris because yeah. Chris Paul I think has already been ruled out. James, is that yeah he's out? Yeah, Chris Paul's been ruled out yeah. for tonight's game. Yeah, his field goal attempts have definitely spiked. Um, twenty the last nine games: twenty, thirteen, fourteen, eleven, twelve, eleven, seventeen, seventeen, ten. Hmm. Uh, before that, his season high was thirteen. Um, and he'd only gone over 10 in about half the games. So he's just gotten more, James, like you were saying, more volume with Chris Paul being out. That, And they are two, three, four, five, six, and three in those nine. Mm. So they're not – I'm sure they miss Chris Paul, but they have the depth and the talent to kind of make up for it. Yeah, Cameron Payne is, uh, is playing out of his mind, and it's kind of like yeah. that – that moment where he he's kind of everything's come together, right? Uh, he hasn't had a foot injury, which he had so many other times during his career. He's a guy that the Kings were interested in multiple times years and years ago, but never could get straight with his injuries. Um, what are you seeing, like, his explosion, especially with Paul out? He's been the guy who's carrying the, the most of the load at the point guard position. Um, and, and, you know, I guess we should bring up, too, like, this team is not as dynamic without Cam Johnson, like, uh, it's a very, very high scoring team. They're number uh, number three in the league in, in offensive rating and number four in the league in defensive rating. But they're also a really slow team. They're 29th in pace, which is not something you usually see, a high-powered offense that is really slow in pace. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the thing that stood out to me about that is they don't turn it over very much. Um so even though they're not very quick, they take advantage of all their possessions. So uh, they turn it over 13.2 times a game, which is 26th in the NBA. Um, 
And I mean, we saw at the last few games with the Kings where they're just not getting as many shots with their turnovers. And it's something that the Suns do a good job of and take care of the ball and get the shots up. Um, so even though they may not be running as fast, they still get generally more looks than their opponent. So I ask you this, Will. KZ Akpala time? I like it. I, I'm i a defense first guy. Like I, That's why I love Davion so much. I think that's my type is uh, <laughs> great defenders. <laughs> so I like it. If he can chip in like six to ten points a game, with the type of defense he can provide, I just the length that he has is something that Davion doesn't possess just naturally. And the idea of Davion and Akpala out there together, just harassing opponents at the same time is it's intriguing. I don't know if the offense, it'll be interesting to see if the offense can carry that with both of them out there, but I mean, what a dynamic duo on defense those two would be. Great stuff, Will. We appreciate you as always, my man. And again, congrats on the uh, on the new arrival. You can check out Will Z's work over there on uh, ESPN1320.net. We appreciate you, Will. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. That's all right. That's our man, Will Z, right there. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 